they all come from a toxic, uh, anaerobic, acidic, internal milieu in the body. Why do you think so many more people are getting cancer? What is it? Second leading cause of death. What do you think? Toxicities in the environment, you know, foods that are fairly toxic and stress, I think were, were big factors in ways of diet, in mind, body work, in lifestyle. It was either, you know, learn or, or die. Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. And today I'm going to talk to someone from a place I really love. Um, You know that I recommend the Swiss Mountain Clinic if you have an ill family member and you can always go um, find that on the Green Smoothie Girl page, why I love Swiss Mountain Clinic. Not only um, would I send my own family member there or I would get on the plane myself and just go check in for a couple of months if I found myself with a serious diagnosis. Swiss Mountain Clinic is in the southern part of Switzerland, right near the Italian border. Uh, If you go for a hike right outside the front door, you'll be saying buongiorno to everyone because Italian is the language spoken in that quarter of Switzerland. But my uh, tour all over the world studying non-toxic cancer treatment, and I ended up learning a lot more than I bargained for. Um, My my other favorite place in the United States is in the south of Florida, a beautiful place called Hippocrates Health Institute. And there's a guy named Tom Fisher that I'm interviewing today who is a registered nurse there, but he's a certified health educator. You know, Hippocrates has been around for decades and they actually have certifications of their education programs. And you can go there for the, I think it's like the Living Light Institute or something like that. You can learn all about um, raw plant-based lifestyle for healing it really is the way to go if you're ill. Very first thing I would do um, if I became ill is I'd just do 100% raw with lots of juicing. But Tom has studied around the world with a lot of different integrative practitioners and researchers, including he's uh, studied with the Paracelsus leadership and Paracelsus, the two Paracelsus clinics in Switzerland, very famous. One of them is now the Swiss Mountain Clinic that I take people to. So when people say they can't travel, I always tell them, hey, go to Hippocrates Institute. It's not cheap, um, but you can go for a, a seminar. They do different kinds of seminars there, or you can just go check in and, and be a patient there for a few weeks. So Tom has a really interesting experience in that he was diagnosed with cancer over 20 years ago, and it was uh, he had a very dire prognosis. We'll have him tell us about it, but obviously 20 years later, he's doing really well and really passionate about what he does because of his own personal experience. But he has spent 14,000 clinical hours working one-on-one with people um, all over the globe who come to Hippocrates. Hey, so welcome to the Vibe Show, Nurse Tom. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, glad to be here. I think it was your sister who reached out to me who follows me online and says, you really should you really should interview my brother. And I'm like, you know what? Every couple of years, someone brings Nurse Tom up to me. So I want to ask about how you ended up being um, Director of Clinical Education at Hippocrates. But first, you know, I should mention that I don't know if you know this, but I went all over the world studying what people do to treat cancer non-toxically alternatives to cancer treatment all over the world. I don't know if you've encountered any 
of my content on that, but 20 different clinics. And I don't, I don't know if you, I don't think you and I met. I'm not sure if we met in person when you were around here. It's, uh, you know, we, so many people, maybe it's hard to say. Yeah, I've stayed at Hippocrates twice and I've done a couple of uh, speaking tours with your boss, uh, Brian Clement. And, um, and, and I always tell people, you know, when people come to me and say, what do you think of this clinic? What do you think of that clinic? I don't go online and, and diss any clinics that I didn't think too highly of, but I did go to some clinics I did not think too highly of. Um, and, and I'm, you know, pretty known for taking people every summer to my favorite of the 20 clinics and have developed a long and deep relationship with, it's now called the Swiss Mountain Clinic, but it used to be one of the Paracelsus clinics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Dr. Rao. Yeah. Yeah. And Dr. Rao sa- sold it to one of his protégés, Dr. Petra Vigil and her husband, um, quite a few years ago, I want to say 10 years ago. But I always tell them, you know, and especially if people are like, I don't want to travel or I can't travel or whatever. I always say my second choice is uh, Hippocrates Health Institute. And second choice is a kind of like, that's still really, really good because I was evaluating all these clinics from a lot of different angles, um, including the depth and the breadth of the treatments possible there. And so it's my favorite of any place I went in North America, hands down. Uh, Not cheap, not cheap, but it's right up there with Swiss Mountain Clinic for being beautiful and a very, very well-cultivated a healing environment there. So, so t- just, you know, let's hear a little bit about your story. First, I'd love to know how is Hippocrates doing? Like, tell me what's happened there in the last five years since I was there last. You know, doing good. Um, you know, one of the things that we're always trying to do is to look at newer and better therapies to support the guests that come here. Uh, and so we're, we're using newer electromagnetic therapies that we, we didn't have in the past. Um, for example, uh, there's one called Camera, which uses ultrasound, laser magnetism, LED light therapy. And what's kind of unique about it, you can actually, it has a whole app. So you can work on specific health conditions to really support people. Um, we have now, Liquivita has partnered with us, which is their, an IV therapy outsourced medical so they can um, do various therapies and treatments. Um, so some of the newer things that they're doing are things like peptide therapy. So peptides are basically signaling molecules that help your body do things, but to you know help support if there's more help needed. For example, um, insulin is a peptide, you know, which will of course help our uh, sugar to get into the cells, but. Uh, there they can use peptides for your immune system, for the neurological system. Um, and, you know, of course, we're you know, doing things like hormonal therapies to support um, various IV therapies and also different uh, mind-body therapies, I think, than we've had in the past. So um, they're always looking at things and uh, ways to help really support the healing process and, and to do that in a quicker way. So you yourself... Um, maybe you came in contact with Hippocrates when you were a cancer, uh, patient or tell us a little bit about your own cancer story. Like how long ago it was, what kind of cancer, what stage? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, back in 1999, you know, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer and 
you know, as a young guy, you know, I was 29, I figured, you know, I'm healthy. I was a former collegiate athlete, you know, strong. And, um, but my diet was awful, you know, standard American diet and, uh, and stress. And uh, I believe I had some toxic exposures as well from past work that I did. Tell us a little bit about what your diet was. My diet was consistently um, large amounts of meat, uh, animal proteins, chicken, some fish. Um, I would have carbohydrates in the way of uh, chips and uh, crackers, uh, and then lots of desserts and candy and soda, uh, as well as alcohol. So uh, really a recipe for disaster, but that was you know, largely what I was consuming for you know, many years. Um, and then it led to that situation. Um, you know, and, and what really you know, fueled me was, you know, I did do some conventional therapies, uh, did about six months worth of chemo, which you know, knocked cancer back a bit, but I wasn't out of the woods. And um, I had to really learn on my own then. It was either you know, learn or, or die. So I did a tremendous amount of research too, like yourself, and in looking what I can do to support myself in ways of diet, in mind-body work, in supplements, in lifestyle, and uh, and continue to still learn and and grow with um, you know learning from various integrative doctors and and so um, it's been an interesting journey, but it kind of led me to Hippocrates and. You know, I actually originally found uh, a lecture. It was uh, teaching how to do the raw living foods over the course of a weekend. Keynote speaker was Brian Clement, our director. And, uh, you know, essentially it made sense to me that, you know, there was, you know, foods and things that can help support your immune system. Um, You know, a lot of people have used it and, and helped them get well. Uh, you know, it's good research behind a lot of the nutrients. So I started to incorporate those foods into my life, you know, and I started to feel better. I started to get my energy back. And even my memory was affected too by the chemo. I had that chemo brain, hard time remembering anything. And I also, you know, back then before, you know, I did anything with Hippocrates, I I was given about a 40% chance of living five years. So, you know, that, that was a big motivator. And when I started changing my lifestyle, my diet, it started helping a lot. And then I came to Hippocrates as well, uh, did their program. And I also did the health educator program and literally quit my job to do that. You know, I was working at that point as a nurse in a medical surgical oncology unit. And I didn't really feel I was helping those people the way that I needed to. So I left that, I did the training here and not long after that, I got the job here. I've uh, been here now for 10 years. And um, for me, it's been rewarding because I've seen people uh, with all kinds of health conditions. And I've seen many people recover that unfortunately wouldn't have recovered in the hospital from what I've saw in a practice there. And, um, and now for myself, now, you know, over 20 years, fully recovered from stage four cancer to the bone. So the um, congratulations on that. It's just really exciting and really inspiring. And I'm sure that you enjoy telling that story to, to people who are facing the big C diagnosis, because there's not a whole lot that's more terrifying. 
and you're 20 years past it. How, um, the, you know, the diet at Hippocrates is very austere. Um, and not a lot of people are going to do that. Not a lot of people, mm -hmm. even faced with, you know, their very poor odds, are going to eat right. sprouts, greens, totally alkaline, no cooked food. And I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I got my own health back, not eating quite in quite that extreme, but I've eaten 60 to 80% raw, 95% or more plant-based for gosh, 20, 25 years now. So, um, now that you're well, and now that your, your risk of cancer is about the same as everybody else's out there, 20 years past it, how close do you stay to it? Like when you're not at the clinic eating there at the buffet, what are you, 60 to 80% raw, 95%? Are you totally vegan or? Yeah, vegan. I try to, uh, you know, do at least 80 to 90% raw food in my diet. I do a little bit of cook because my my wife is an amazing uh, raw food and vegan chef. So, you know, I will have, you know, some of those things that are cooked, um, but very healthful though. And, um, you know, I still use uh, various supplements to support myself. And uh, I try to maintain things using meditation as well and exercise, uh, especially aerobically, and just continue to cleanse with saunas and uh, other techniques that, are, that I use periodically. Okay, so wh what do you think your exposures were? What do you think your risk factors were? I mean, you said you're eating the, the worst of the bad in terms of standard American diet. You didn't mention any vegetables or fruits or legumes in there. You said- There were very oh, few and far between back then. Yep. Did you have some toxic exposures that you think predispose you? And, and maybe comment a little bit Maybe comment a little bit on what kind of exposures you see since you're dealing with cancer patients in your work almost every day too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, some of the research um, that's out there shows environmental toxins in some cases about 70, 80% of the reason for a lot of the cancers out there. And, you know, when I was a, a younger man working um, in summers or uh, from college home, I would work for our township but I would work in a couple areas of the township. I would work in um, landscaping, where I feel I was probably exposed to some of the chemicals they may have used there, possibly even Roundup. Um, and I also worked in recycling and even refuse, where I was one of the guys on the back of the truck. And let me tell you, you're exposed to a lot of stuff there. I would literally, all we'd wear were, you know, shorts and a t-shirt and gloves, maybe sunglasses, and I would come home and I would blow my nose after a day of work like that, and it would be black in my nose. I would use a Q-tip in my ear and it would be black. So if you can imagine how much you're breathing in throughout a you know six, eight hour day, what have you, we were doing uh, some really nasty stuff. And I think that along with really just, you know, foods that are fairly toxic as well, lots of sugar, uh, which would be feeding that condition, um, and stress, I think, were, were big factors for, for myself. Why do you think so many more people are getting cancer? What is it, one in two men and more than one in three women now, second leading cause of death? What do you think has changed? I think, you know, really uh, a, a few things, actually. One, you know, I mentioned is the, the, the toxicities in the environment. I think 
unfortunately, a lot of people, if they're not um, using some type of water filtration or really setting themselves up for higher levels of toxins through things like excess fluorides and chloramines and pesticides and other waste that can get past, unfortunately, our municipal water systems, um, air has become uh, more so of an issue in certain areas than others, but that's another factor. And then even in our foods as well, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, even for example, fish, you know, through bioaccumulation, you know, these heavy metals and other toxins can build up in them. And then when we're consuming them, especially on a long-term basis, these will build up in the system and weaken our immune system. The other thing that a lot of people don't think about, and you probably know about it though, is the dental health plays a big factor in uh, cancer. Because if one has, uh, for example, a root canal, in many cases, those root canals can go bad over time. And bad meaning they can become an infection. That infection can go systemic in the body and really affect our immune system in not a great way. Uh, beyond that, you know, the dental uh, teeth, the teeth have uh, what they call dental meridians. So in Chinese medicine, we have um, different meridians that uh, will affect the body energetically. So each tooth with that affects different organs and systems. And with some of the people that I've studied with, the um, meridians, if there's a root canal and a cancer, that meridian will normally be going directly to where that cancer is. Um, and then the other thing is uh, unresolved emotional conflicts or stress are, are very biggies. And in, in really the, the mind-body, in my opinion, is more important than, uh, than food. Um, and uh, also even biofilms are an issue. So biofilms are a waste product of cancer and other pathogens, bacteria, viruses, and they build up in the body and they can actually cover or protect cancer cells so the immune system doesn't know it's there. And until we clean up that waste, it's harder to really you know, get rid of more of the cancer cells. So there's a, you know, a few factors there, I think, that um, can become real issues for people. So what kinds of uh, therapies do you use at the clinic? And you can talk about cancer, but you, you're welcome to go outside of cancer because not everybody there at the clinic, you know, that's not necessarily everybody's diagnosis. There are people there for a wide variety of, of illnesses, and that's because, you know, they all come from a toxic, uh, anaerobic, acidic, uh, you know, internal milieu in the body that was fed by all those things that you said, stress and a lousy diet and, and the, the, the chemical exposures. But, you know, you could talk specifically about cancer or, or mention some other things. What are the therapies that you think are the most exciting and the most like needle movers of what you do at Hippocrates? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, really here um, in the mind-body sense, you know, we have a few different mind-body therapies. We use one more specifically for cancer, um, which is called One Brain. And One Brain, they call it an applied kinesiology. So they're essentially testing the body musculature based upon questions. And these questions are going into regression therapy. 
but I can't tell you how many people I've had in consults that said, wow, I had an amazing breakthrough from that because I learned that this situation in my life was really affecting me. And uh, I didn't even realize it because it was when I was, you know, 10 or something like that. So this therapy, I found it to be really effective, not, even beyond cancer, it's helpful for really anyone that has any condition. Um, the other thing too that I like a lot, um, you know, sp more specific for cancer, but it can be helpful for other conditions is the, uh, some of the IV therapies, specifically the vitamin C, because a lot of people may not realize that, you know, vitamin C at lower levels um, of milligrams is more of an antioxidant and protecting against free radical damage in the body that can age us quicker or damage DNA. But at high levels in IV, for example, uh, 50 grams or more, then um, it becomes a pro-oxidant. So pro-oxidants are anti-cancer. For example, chemotherapy is a pro-oxidant. And so what's interesting is, you know, cancer cells really love sugar, as we know. And in a lot of the research, uptake at least three times or more than a healthy cell. So when we take in that vitamin C, uh, turns into, uh, basically the body sees it as sugar, goes into the cell and turns into hydrogen peroxide. And normal cells have catalase enzymes. They get rid of that excess uh, hydrogen peroxide, but not cancer cells. So it helps to destroy the cell, helps with uh, pain, uh, helps with the immune system as well. And a lot of times we'll follow that up with hyperbaric oxygen which allows the, oxygen, allows the nutrient to get deeper into the cell. And in our hyperbaric, it's a little bit different. We put a QRS machine in, and a QRS machine is an electromagnetic machine that opens up the circulation, microcirculation, and allows the body to detoxify better. And so they get a dual benefit uh, doing that. And so that really is an excellent therapy I, I like a lot. And Really detoxification becomes important because, you know, like I mentioned, so many factors of uh, environmental exposure. So we use infrared saunas and infrared saunas are much better than a regular sauna to um, get toxins out of the adipose tissue or fat, allow us to get rid of heavy metals and other waste and toxins. We also utilize uh, colon hydrotherapy, which helps us to eliminate from the large intestine waste and backup waste. Even a lot of the people that are I've studied with in integrative medicine feel that even healthy people have about 10 pounds of fermenting waste in the gut. So when we can start to eliminate that, we support more optimal health. 10 pounds, 10 pounds of fermenting, uneliminated gar garbage in your GI tract. Is there any evidence of that? That is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and a part of that is because of undigested food. Uh, the undigested foods come a lot of that from poor food choices, kind of like I used to, or bad food combining. And so it basically ferments and rots in the small intestine. And then we start getting even nutritional deficiencies from that because we're not getting the nutrients. And that's why people like to keep eating and eating and they eat more and more and they get heavier and heavier, but they're actually malnourished. They're not getting the minerals and things. Um, minerals, we like sea vegetables here. 
We also use other minerals uh, from other things like algaes, but um, you know, even Linus Pauling, what he found, uh, he's one of the top integrative doctors, well-known vitamin C therapy and extending people's lives with that. But he found that minerals are the root cause or deficiencies of minerals are the root cause of all chronic disease. So minerals become a real problem and an acidic diet will use more minerals and will use up the calcium uh, first and then it starts using other minerals and weakens the structure of the body. So it's kind of an interesting thing that uh, these factors can play a part. Um, but there's some of the things that I like in the speeding up the healing, but the energy medicine, um, they're really focusing on more so now and to get people to really start using these devices more often and get that good therapeutic effect from it too. There's so many people who claim they have the original Rife device. You, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because energy medicine, my only problem with it, of course, I love it. I wrote a book called Vibe, all about vibrational frequency, you know, did a real, real deep dive to write that book into all things energetic. And I, by the way, you mentioned earlier that you think that they're, you know, our response to uh, stressors or some metaphysical things are actually even more important than what we eat. And I have slowly arrived at that same at that same conclusion. I believe that too. I think people that really uh, become victimy and uh, do not forgive and, you know, react as if everything's a big thing and can't recognize the small things from the big things, um, just sort of a response to stressors in their life. I think they might actually be putting themselves at more risk than, than people who eat garbage food and, and, you know, I don't, I don't think I could prove that. I don't know if anybody can, but I think there's more and more of us coming to that conclusion. But what do you think works in the world of of energy medicine? It's just kind of a big wild, wild west right now with people saying, well, I'm an energy healer. Well, what are your credentials? Well, they don't have any, but what devices or what would you have people do who really want to explore energy medicine? Well, you know, different devices work better for different conditions. So, you know, for example, we have a device here called H-Wave. So H-Wave is a medical device, which is pulsed electromagnetic therapy. But where it really shines is in conditions of pain, uh, in things like neuropathy, um, and also helping with circulation and lymph movage as well. A lot of times with an illness, most people's lymphatics are unfortunately stagnant. Um, so that would be, you know, for something like that. Now, when it's more of a versatile thing, when we're looking at condition specific, then we'd, I'd look at more of something like that calmer device I mentioned, which uses that ultrasound, laser magnetism, LED light therapy. And then we can work on things like migraines. Uh, again, we can work on pain but we can work on even uh, organs and systems to support them because it helps to stimulate the mitochondria, the energy powerhouse of the cell to help support that healing process. Um, and then if we want something that's more, shall we say, reducing stress or supporting sleep, then we use a device called NuCalm. And NuCalm, even through Harvard research, what they found in about seven minutes, it takes us from a sympathetic or stress state to parasympathetic. So, you know, we heal, of course, in the parasympathetic state. 
And a half an hour of that therapy on the body is like two hours of restful sleep. So I can't tell you how many people I see every week that say, you know what, Tom, I don't sleep well. I haven't slept well in years. And that becomes a real problem because they're not getting that restful sleep to help them heal. Um, and so, you know, different ones will work better for different things. Uh, you mentioned uh, Rife as well. And, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, his history, but um, essentially uh, they, what he did was he found certain frequencies that work with different, shall we say, organ systems, uh, even parasites and things like that. And I think those types of things can be effective, but, um, you know, it depends on, again, the, the certain machine that it is, and, and so in some cases, the practitioner as well, how well trained they are. Okay, so I got to ask you about wheatgrass because it's such a big um, part of the treatment there. And you go to these little huts, if it's still the same way it was last time I was there, you go to these little huts and you can just make your own and you're supposed to do, I don't know what the recommendation is, but a few shots a day. I got to tell you, I will eat just about anything. I'll drink just about anything if it's good for me. And I and how things taste is not my not my uh, barometer for whether I'll eat it or not. But man, I have a hard time with with wheatgrass juice and, and, uh, not everybody does. I had a, my youngest son who's super picky eater. Uh, he actually likes the taste of it, but, um, tell everybody why you think wheatgrass juice is, has been so important as part of the protocol for, for, I believe everyone who goes to Hippocrates and what's so amazing about it. And what did Anne Wigmore discover with it? Tell us that story. Yeah. Well, you know, Anne was more instinctual. She's our founder, Anne Wigmore. And, you know, she helped to heal her own cancer, you know, using foods, uh, whole foods and uh, the raw foods and, and supplements. But um, the original way that she found out that wheatgrass was something that we would want to use is um, she would use animals in the beginning, cats and dogs, and she used different forms of grasses. She, she would watch. You know, where would they go most often to eat? Because animals are instinctual and they know normally what's going to be best. And they would go to the hard winter wheat. So Anne was like, wow, this is amazing. So this looks like it could be something to consider. And, and then she, you know, found these, uh, a gentleman that read the Essenes scrolls, which are essentially, they state the, the words of, of Jesus that, showed in their religious writings that they use grasses such as wheatgrass to help people's health. So she felt this was like a revelation and like I'm really in the right direction with this. And then we brought in Victoris Kolvinskis who was also one of the founders and he did uh, more of the research on the wheatgrass and and what they found that you know it is a true superfood. You know it is a complete protein having all the amino acids that we need with that and it has vitamins A, D, E, and K, as, as well as the, uh, a B complex, not necessarily enough B12 to give us, um, you know, if we're on a vegan diet, but um, it also has very good levels of chlorophyll. So chlorophyll is what, of course, is helping to alkalize us, but chlorophyll is also antifungal, antibacterial, and uh, anti-inflammatory and even from some of the research, anti-cancer. So, you know, we like that wheatgrass a lot and also having phytonutrients. So, 
phytonutrients are essentially non-nutritive substances, but they're highly anti-cancer and they do other good things like lower our, our bad cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol. So wheatgrass, you know, we found that, you know, we don't only just use it orally, we'll use it topically as well as a poultice for people if they have different uh, skin conditions. Uh, we'll use it in scalp massages for people to help cleanse their scalp and to help with uh, hair and hair growth. We use it even uh, as an implant or rectally to support because we absorb that way and we'll absorb it more systemically. Um, so we use it a lot of different ways to really uh, support the body and we've seen nice results with it. So it's definitely been one of the things we've loved, but you know, we continue to find new things that are excellent as well. Well, it's so nice to connect with you since I think I missed meeting you in person when I went to Hippocrates. Tell everyone about your book, what's it about, and where they can follow you. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm having a website that's going up really soon, and that's called Nurse Tom Beat Cancer. And I am working on a book. That one's not fully out yet, but um, the book should be called Living Raw Solutions. And I'm going to have um, different types of health conditions that people can uh, support themselves in a natural way. And if people want to connect with me, um, you know, they can uh, reach me at my email. And that's uh, um, T Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, at Hippocrates. I-N-S-T dot org. So Hippocrates Institute, but short, Hippocrates Inst dot org. Well, thank you for your great work that you do there. I've heard good things about you over the years, and thank you for sharing your inspiring story with us today. Absolutely, absolutely.